Welcome to the Hills Baptist Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us as we see Jesus glorified, lives transformed and hope revealed in the Adelaide Hills and beyond. We hope you enjoy this message. He is risen. He is risen. Uh, great to be worshipping with you and gathering. My name's Nick Van Ruth. I'm the pastor here at Hills Baptist Allgate. Special welcome to anyone joining online. Great to have you involved as well. What a, what a day, what a celebration of our Lord and God defeating death, rising from the grave and being ascended to heaven and being king and ruler of all. Easter is such an exciting time, probably the most significant time in, in the calendar of the church. Uh, but leading up to Easter this year, um, it's, it hasn't been great for everyone. A lot of people are having COVID and this world being the chaos that it is. Uh, but we, um, after church last week, uh, my wife was having a conversation with our son, Josh, and he was distraught, uncontrollably sobbing, saying, I don't want it to be Easter. I don't want it to be Easter because I don't want Jesus to die. <laughs> and he was, he was really emotional about it. And he said to us, why can't dinosaurs come and eat the soldiers so that Jesus can get down from the cross? It's like, yes, Josh, that is a good question. <laughs> but he's right. It's, it's a sad story. Jesus dying, being betrayed by one of his closest friends, being taken away by uh, the Jewish authorities, being crucified, horribly tortured, and being buried for three days. It's a sad story. You feel, can, you, can you feel what his disciples would have been feeling and his family, their, their close friends, their son, their brother, their king, died and buried. But like what we said to Josh, that's not the end of the story. Jesus dying is not the end of the story. There's something more happening. The story is not finished. And that's where John picks up after Jesus is dead and he's buried. In John chapter 20, he continues the story because the story isn't finished. If you've got a Bible or it'll be on the screen, I'll just read the, the nine, first nine verses. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple. The other disciple, John, is referring to himself. John. So she came running to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, John, the one that Jesus loved, and said, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they've put him. She's found an empty tomb and just assumed the worst, that someone has come stolen the body of Jesus. So Peter and the other disciple, John, started, ran for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter, because everyone outruns Peter, and reached the tomb first. No offense to any Peters in the room. So John reached the tomb first, and he bent over and, and looked inside the tomb and saw the strips of linen laying there, but did not go in. So the body is missing, but the... The, the wrapping, the strips of linen, linen were still there. And then Simon Peter 
coming in behind, came along behind him and ran straight into the tomb. Didn't even hesitate. He saw the strips of linen lying there as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, John, who had reached the tomb first, also went in. He saw and believed. He believed. They still did not understand the scripture that, sorry, from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. John saw and believed. There was something else going on. This, what they had thought was the end of the story, was not. There was something more. Something so much bigger and greater than what they have seen and experienced. Jesus, who'd been dead and buried, had risen from the grave. Out of the moment of, of greatest sorrow and despair and hopelessness comes a moment of, of unexpected power, of glory, of, of light and hope. And then as the story continues, Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene. We've already heard that. And then he appears to his disciples. And then he appears to uh, Thomas and who, who doubts and he shows him his, his hands and his side where he was pierced. He shows him the wound. He proves that he is alive. Thomas touches him, physically touches him. It's not an ethereal body. He's not a ghost. He's a human body, a, a physical resurrected body. And this leads to Thomas's declaration. There's no other option. There's nothing else it could be. Only that Jesus is my Lord. And my God. And this is what all of John's gospel has been leading up to. The, the story that John's been telling, this historical account of Jesus. All of the I am's, I'm the bread of life. I'm the light of the world. I'm the way, the truth, of, and the life. All the signs that Jesus has been doing, the miracles, raising Lazarus from the dead, walking on water, healing, turning water to wine, has all been working up to this moment where Jesus rises from the dead and reveals his true identity, our Lord and our God. Our Lord and God. Because when Jesus was in the grave, the story had not finished. And even going on from there, Peter, uh, a bit further on in Acts chapter 2, after uh, Jesus interacted with his disciples, you know, being around them physically, appearing, and then he ascends into heaven and he sends the Holy Spirit uh, on to his disciples. And then Peter, speaking to the Israelite people in Jerusalem, he's, he describes the resurrection and, and, and like the Easter story like this from Acts 2 verse 22. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs, which God did among you through him as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. And this is my favorite bit. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. It was impossible for death to be the end of the story. It was impossible for death to overcome 
God overcome Jesus Christ. So Jesus rose from the dead. He rose from the dead. Death is not the end of the story. And our story is not finished. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead in Ephesians, Paul says, is the same power that's in all who believe in him. That same power that's transforming us, that's changing us, that gives us new life in his name. That same power that, that, that takes away our sin and brokenness and shame and gives us a new life and new purpose and new meaning. I love the, um, the, the artwork that uh, Libby has, has put up decorating the cross and then also the windowsills and things. It's really, really lovely. But I particularly like uh, the, the scattered jars and the broken jars. And that's, I assume that's a reference from a sermon from a couple of weeks ago where uh, I shared an analogy of, um, of being, being transformed from death to life. And we're, without God, we are like jars that are broken and scattered and dirty and discarded. But God not only cleans us, he also restores us. And then he, he brings us into his kingdom, into his inner circle and puts us on his mantelpiece straight to the pool room. If you remember that line. Puts us in a place of purpose and value. We are his treasured possession that exists to bring him glory. Because whatever we might be going through, whatever challenges we might be experiencing, whatever sins we might be struggling with, it's not the end of the story. It's not the end of the story. And the resurrection reminds us, it tells us there's more to it. Jesus rises from the dead and that same power is in all who would believe in him. That we might be transformed. That we might be given new life. That we might be forgiven that we might step into the purpose that God has for us. At the end of chapter 20, uh, John shares why he's written this book, why he has written this account of Jesus and recorded all these signs and miracles and the things that Jesus says. He says in verse 30 of John 20, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. So there's so much more that Jesus did that we don't know. And I can't wait to find out all that he did and said. But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. Or as Thomas put it, my Lord and my God. And by believing, you may have life in his name. This Easter, that's my prayer for all of us that we may believe that Jesus is risen from the dead, that he is our Lord and our God. And by believing, we might have life in his name. Real life, a full life. Life uh, that God blesses and values and treasures. Why don't I pray as we finish up. God, thank you so much for the Easter story. And the resurrection that shows us that this, our story is not finished. Whatever we might be going through, whatever struggle we're facing, 
that that's not the end of the story. The shame or guilt we might be feeling, the indifference, this, the, the, the chaos and the, the struggle around the world, creation, groaning. It's not the end of the story, Lord. That you ri- have risen from the dead and defeated death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on you. And now it's impossible for death to keep its hold on us as we trust in you. God, transform us, renew us, equip us, save us. We thank you so much for the cross. We thank you so much for the resurrection. May we go out and and proclaim and share that Jesus is our Lord and God and that he is risen and he is risen indeed. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Hills Baptist Podcast. If you'd like to partner with us in developing and equipping passionate disciples who love God, love people and boldly share the gospel, you can do that at hillsbaptist.com forward slash giving. We pray this message has empowered you to live and love more like Jesus. Have an amazing day.